careful. Dance, Dave, dance. Oh, I just dance. That's a good dance. Just bring it on home. That's a lot of dancing for the off-season. I feel like that's more in-season dancing. Nah, it's good to dance anytime. Dancing anytime. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. That makes sense. Welcome. Welcome. What's up, buddy? You know, my blood pressure. What is this again? This is Church Right. That's with the one. Ralph and Dave. And That's I'm the Dave. one. I'm Ralph. That's right. This is our very own podcast. It is. We're happy you're tuning in. So can I uh, <laughs> can I address the elephant in the room? Please. <laughs> we may have a lot of them. So I was going to listen back to our podcast as I tend to do, and I I went <laughs> to search Trips Right, and you know what popped up, Dave? Not us. Trips right with dude one and dude two. I don't remember their names. Huh? Some other trips right show with two other dudes. Not possible. And then I thought, okay, could it be possible they're stealing our idea? And I thought that's a little crazy, right? <laughs> so then I looked at what their what their past catalog looked like, and they, we're, you know, we're at twenty episodes. I think this is nineteen, if I remember correctly. They're at like thirty three. They started. At during the off season of last season, uh-huh. whereas we started the beginning of last season, right. so they've got like thirty three episodes. Trips right with some dude one and some dude two, and it's not us. What the heck? I mean, that's not cool. It was weird. So then I listened to it. I felt a little better. I'm not gonna call anybody out or anything, but um, well, dude one and dude two need to get their act together. It was it was like they were very mm. sleepy. I, I didn't. They were they weren't very enthused. I feel like we have more enthusiasm. Yeah. More more energy. Yeah. More spunk. Spunk. That's a good one. Sure. More gusto. Gusto. Like that's gusto. another good one. I like that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I thought that was I thought that was kind of funny. But I've got I've got other big news. If you want me to go right into it, I had yeah. a, I had a big draft on Sunday. Yeah, you did. I had a big draft. Well, not a draft. You had a big game from No, it. no, I had a draft. You drafted I had a, again? I had a draft on Sunday. Do you want to hear about it? How does that work? Are you ready for this? Yeah. I had my bachelor draft. Oh. Peter's season of The Bachelor drafting ladies to see who wins. I thought this was going to be about fantasy. No, 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 no. That's That's the humor of it, right? Because... I watched very sporadically the Chiefs-Texans game because I was doing my bachelor draft. 22 ladies, and uh, the draft is me and Claire, and Claire's friend Kara, and our neighbor Beth, and my sister Mary, and my sister-in-law Jenny, and my sister's college roommate Chelsea. Seven of us, we each drafted three ladies, snake draft, random order, very exciting. Um, you lost me at Bachelor. I'm so and, sorry. And in case you were wondering how I did in my Bachelor draft, I actually, my number one overall pick. Was Heather. I got at number five. Bunny? Was it Bunny? No, Victoria Maybe F. Victoria, Victoria F. F. She looks a lot like Claire, only with bigger, buggier eyes, and she's more shy and less angry. <laughs> 
so she was my number one overall pick, and I got her at number five. Very well, exciting I'm stuff. So happy for you. Thank you. And I got my number five pick. Yeah. Coming back in the second round at two, I think it would have been two three. Okay. Pretty great, right? It's amazing. Anyway, I thought it'd be a fun way to start us off because I knew that would take you take you aback. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I mean, what kind of research did you do? Well, you watch the first episode. They introduce all the ladies. Okay. And then you also have the the on the ABC website. You have the cast. You have all the ladies' headshots, and then their their age and their profession and their hometown. So there's your research. That's the research. Okay. I mean, it's very shallow. Let's be honest. How but... many uh, how many tight ends in the group? <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Yes. Um. Pretty good. Um. Pretty good. M- many more wide receivers than tight ends, as, as is prone to happen. Um. But. Uh, no, you, yeah, you watch the first episode. Typically, I have my notebook open and I'm taking notes. I have no doubts on the on the ladies on my on my uh, top choices and such. I didn't do that this time. I kind of went a little more a little more seat of my pants, but sure. it's pretty fun. The problem is that is the, it? <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. I mean, if you're a reality TV junkie like I am, yeah. Listen, we have ten listeners, so <laughs> if we've lost anybody because of this. Is it really? Uh, come you, on. you never know. Maybe so, we've gained listeners off of this. True. This could be opening up to our female fan base. Um, <laughs> uh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, so uh, yeah, nope, I lost it again. Wait, wait for it. It'll, it'll <laughs> it's happen. gone. Yeah. Um, I'm so sorry. And um, uh, oh, it's back. Okay. So the problem though is that Bachelor, the <laughs> results have already happened because it's not live. So, like, we're watching episode one, but the entire season has already played out in real life. They play them later. So, a draft for Big Brother is a much better, is much more entertaining because that's actually live. Oh. So, Claire and I do a Big Brother. I mean, Claire and her sister and her mom and her nephew and I all do a Big Brother draft every year. Sure you do. Okay. Well, we can go on to football then because I can tell you're ready to go play in traffic, so. No, I, you know, I'm... I mean, if, if they had a, a law and order draft, I'd be all over it. I've been excited for your reaction to my Bachelor draft information all day long. Or if they all had, like, uh, I don't know. If, you, if you're out there listening and you hear this and you watch The Bachelor, please comment on my number one overall pick of Victoria F. Because I think that would be... Uh, I think that'd be pretty funny, and that would show Dave that we need to dedicate at least a portion of every episode no. to The Bachelor. No. You know, Peter's a pilot. I don't know if you heard. Oh, is he? Okay. <laughs> He's going to give some of his wings. Yeah, something like that. Dave, what else you got? What do you want to get into? I mean, I got a list, but what do you want to do? You know, we could talk about the, the football games that happened over I mean, weekend. we could do that, I guess. <laughs> oh, football games. There were some surprising games, though. Yeah, there were. I mean, the results have been crazy. Um, can we really... I mean, I've got some fantasy stuff to talk about, but before we get into the fantasy... Oh, yeah, you've got your playoff team. Well, well, we can do that, but how about just a real-life thing, and then we'll get into the real-life games, then we get into all the fantasy stuff. How about uh, Keekley's retirement? Yeah. Luke Keekley. Another player under 30. Yeah. Gone. Um, did you watch his press conference? Did you hear the I, deal? I heard bits and pieces. Because I haven't heard much. Yeah. So what's his reasoning? Basically, just it's it's time? Yeah, it's time. I mean, he seems like he's in his prime. It just seems so sad. You know, you get your bell rung one too many times, and you don't want to have to deal with it again. Although funny, I mean, he's the one ringing the bells, to be honest. But you got to think, if he's hitting somebody that hard, he's feeling the effects of it, too. 
I'm so used to these guys who retire far before their time are usually always Detroit Lions. So to see somebody on a different team <laughs> retire before their time well, was surprising. Well, I mean, they had uh, Calvin Johnson, Gronk, retired early. Yeah, that's true. I was thinking uh, Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson were the Cam, ones I was thinking of. Cam Chancellor retired early. Mm-hmm. So, it, yeah, I mean, they there's so many people that retire and then they just go downhill. And I think people, you know, players, they've made their millions and they, they want to protect. They want to they want to have a family. They want to grow old. They want to remember who their family <laughs> they is. They want to remember what right. planet they're on. Exactly. Yeah, so. yeah makes sense. Um, speaking of retired players, I got a couple of trivia questions for you from tonight's trivia. Sure. They were football related and I actually yeah. got them right. Congratulations. So let's see, uh, let's see how you do. The first question is this. Uh, today is the birthday of a 41-year-old future Hall of Fame quarterback. Okay. And the trivia guy led it as guaranteed Hall of Fame. Like, there's no doubt. Like, this is a Hall of Fame guy. He turned 41 today. Who is it? That's all the clues you get. Is it Breeze? Ding, ding, ding. It is Breeze. Well done. Thanks. We were debating between Breeze and Peyton Manning. Um, because he's probably about that age. I would he think. Might be a little older. Is he? I don't know. Okay. Well, we knew know. Brady was older, so yeah. I mean, there's only so many choices yeah. for guys that are that like sure, 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 guaranteed. Sure, 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 sure. Second question was, uh, who is the only player to win both a Super Bowl and a World Series? Said Deion Sanders. A ding, 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 ding. Boy, Dave, you are on top of your game today. Do you know the other player we were debating between Deion Sanders and blank? Because Bo Jackson? The, yeah, that was the okay. only other guy that there would really only be yeah. a, that there would be a chance of. I can't imagine. Well, I don't think he was on good teams. Right. I, I, mean, I could see the Royals and the I, I could see his Raiders being a Super Bowl yeah. team, but I don't think Nothing that's else. what we were thinking was that yeah. he wouldn't have been on a baseball team that was good enough. All right, you want to get into the real games? Let's do this. Uh, would you like to... Yeah. I mean, I was happy that they got the win against New Orleans. Which right? was huge. I mean, nobody yeah. thought... I certainly didn't think they'd do it. So a Feather any, in their cap. Right, so anything past this is just gravy. If they would have won, it would have been awesome, right? Would have set up them going against the Packers, which I thought was going to happen. There's yeah. no way the Packers would have lost. That would have been great to the Seahawks, um, but they just came out flat. Just boring, predictable stat that jumped out from this game. Let's hear it. Dalvin Cook was just didn't do anything. Yeah. Nine carries for 18 yards and six catches for eight yards. I mean, yeah. that's unbelievable for it's... a guy who. Let's face it, he was probably, what, top five MVP voting, I would think? Probably. I mean, he was up there, I'm sure. And good Lord, that was terrible. I mean, that was terrible. And Madison got one carry. So it's not like it was going to somebody else. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It was just... Brutal. It was brutal. And my problem, and I've always had this problem for the last couple years, it's not really Vikings related, but it affected the Vikings is these teams that get rid of their coaches and then they start the interview process. Stefanski's head was not in this game. His head was in Cleveland. He knew he was he knew he was going to have a chance to which is frustrating yep. because 2 years ago the Vikings lost another offensive coordinator. He went on to the Giants. Mhm. Shermer. And uh, the same thing happened. 
It's we, too bad. Uh, yeah, it's. I think they gotta. They gotta change that. Well, and there there are rules against those conversations happening happening too early, but there's only so much you can do, and there's loopholes around it. And I mean, these teams have the whole off season to figure this out. At least wait till the Super Bowl's over, you know. Yeah. Or at least wait until the team you want to in or the the coach you want to interview is out of the playoffs. Right. Let that be a rule. Right. Because I mean, I but I that's what I'm saying. I think it is a rule. I think they just have ways around these things. Because I mean, like last year, the Rams guys, it was all talked about, is all talked about, yeah. but then nothing was official till they were out of the playoffs. Yeah. It's these conversations happen right. kind of behind the scenes. And they know it's they know what's coming down the line, but then it's not just you know it's not announced until yeah. So. I mean it was it was just it was pitiful. Uh, aside from the one drive they had where they actually scored the touchdown, the Diggs touchdown, which was great. I mean the adjustment he made on that it was, you know they they got that touchdown and I'm thinking this is awesome. It's going to be a game. I was at Poor Richards in Bloomington watching it, and that's mm-hmm. what everybody in that place thought. They yep. were thinking, this is this is a good sign. I was at uh, Chanticleer in Coon Rapids, and the Excuse whole place... Excuse me? Chanticleer. Oh. Pizza place. Okay. Yeah. Chanticleer. Delicious. Fun. Shanties, they call it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Shout out Shanty Six. Well, there's a there's a shanty town in Bloomington. It's a burger place. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so another uh, stat here is... No San Fran receiver had more than three receptions. And only four players caught catches. Caught receptions, caught passes. Right. I think the huge thing the huge thing on the on the San Francisco side was was Coleman was mm-hmm. big. Yep. They just go back and forth, whatever running back they seem to they seem to like on any particular day, because Mostert would have been the guy you'd think coming in. But he and Burrito were pretty much non-existent, and Coleman was the big guy, 22 for 105 and 2. Um, I mean, they could have rolled McKinnon out there, and he would have done They something. sure could have. Is he he's, alive? He is barely. He's on life support. Okay. Yeah. Um, Kittle had a really pathetic game, too. Uh-huh. I didn't even write his... Oh, no, 3 for 16. Yep. And to think that they won handily without Kittle being involved is pretty crazy, too. Um, but the the other thing I wanted to say about the Vikings, you know, all joking aside, I, I know I hate Kirk Cousins and I joke about him a lot, right. but he just looked bad. He looked spazzy, as he always does. I mean, that throw to Thielen, everybody that I was with was going on and on about oh, what the, great the interception. throw. No, the one down the sidelines where he, in, okay, so in my opinion, he had a lot of pressure. He spazzed out and he threw it as far as he could. And Thielen adjusted well and came down with it down the sideline. But everybody I was with was going on and on about what an amazing throw it was. I don't see it that way. I think he panicked and he launched it and he's got a good receiver, right? So I just think think Cousins is just not the answer. I don't think you'll ever win with Cousins. I've said it before, but I just don't think you'll ever win with Kirk Cousins. But if you watch the game, honestly, any quarterback that would have been back there against that defense would have been rattled. Armstead was going off. Bolster was going off. That defensive line looked like Solid. all first-round picks, yes. which is what it is. It, they, yeah. they put up a great effort. It yep. was a great game plan, it and was. they just suffocated yeah. the Vikings. Absolutely. They were under pressure every single time they dropped Yeah, back. and they had no answer. You know, you, you try screens, try short passes, but they want to keep doing those stupid three-step drops. 
it's not going to get it done against that defense. And honestly, the pressure on Garoppolo was pretty good, but it just mm-hmm. wasn't. It didn't compare. Like the running game was solid enough that it didn't matter because right. the pressure on Garoppolo was was there as well. The yeah, Vikings I mean, defense looked good, but the um, big difference though, Garoppolo was sacked twice. You want to guess how many times Cousins was sacked? Eight, six. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, not as much as eight, but more than five. That's true. You're a teacher. You're a teacher. All right, you want to move on? Let's do it. All right, no Vikings horn today. So the Titans, so most, in my opinion, most shocking game of the weekend, of course. I don't don't know why I'm saying that. Of course this is the most shocking game of the weekend. Yeah. Titans 28-12 over the Ravens. Um, Tannehill had 88 passing yards. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> two touchdowns he had a rushing touchdown it was henry with 30 for 195 and he had two catches for seven but he also had a a, a passing touchdown he did everything and it was a jump pass like it was pretty sick uh-huh. it was a jump pass that was the one to Corey davis yeah. right yeah so Corey davis apparently as long as it's the running back throwing to him he's fine um it was uh khalif raymond with the Receiving touchdown, Johnu Smith with the other receiving mm-hmm. touchdown. Johnu had a pathetic day, but was bailed out with the touchdown. Um, ultimately, it was just all, it was exactly what they did to the Patriots. It was just run the ball, control the clock, and the two games in a row, Belichick and um, Harbaugh. Harbaugh have been out coached by Mike Vrabel. Yeah. Like, so. Clearly outcoached. It was incredible. It was incredible what they did to Lamar Jackson. I wonder if Rabel's going to be back next year as the coach. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I think he's. I think he's safe. He's I think safe. he's safe. Yep. Lamar Jackson had three sixty-five and a touchdown with mm-hmm. a couple interceptions. He had twenty for one forty-three. But, but my thought on that is that, and I, I kind of watched this game sporadically. I was I was hanging out with Claire, but it, it kind of felt like it wasn't. It felt much more like it was him running for his life, right. not as much like he's doing whatever he wants to do. It was more like he's trying to get away from, from you know, just do whatever he can all with his legs. Well, and plus with Ingram going out, getting hurt, that didn't help. Right. So Ingram, so Ingram played, but he went out of this game. Is yeah, that is so, that accurate? Yeah. Okay. So whatever he had tweaked before came back. Um, but Gus Edwards didn't do much, and then it was Marquise Brown had seven for one twenty six, which was big. Um, and then it was Hurst with the touchdown, not Andrews. So if you're, you know, in a playoff league counting on Andrews, that didn't do, do much right. for you. Um, Justice Hill was in a lot at the end, which was nice. Um, he had four catches for 26 through the air, but uh, he was getting a lot of play on that last um, that last drive, which was pretty good. But yeah. But basically this was just shocking because nobody thought the Titans would be here. And I don't see how in the world they could beat the Chiefs, but I thought how in the world could they beat the Ravens? Right. And before that, I thought how in the world can they beat the Patriots? So I guess we'll see. Yeah. And um, I think these two games in the AFC were equally as surprising for me. Um, the Chiefs just coming out stale. I have nothing else to say about this game. Yeah, let's go on. Um, Texans-Chiefs. So I was watching the game a little bit off and on, and... 14 rip. And uh, I well, looked, 21. It was 21 0 before well, the Chiefs started scoring. Right. So yeah. I, I was looking at it, it was 14 nothing. I looked at the stats and Mahomes hadn't done anything. Mm-hmm. And then I look again, it's 21 nothing. Like, what is going on? And then I see it's 24 nothing. I'm like, that's it. I know. It's, yeah. And uh, 
and then I look again, and I didn't actually look at it till the end, and they had. I thought it was. I thought I was looking back to another week somehow, and <laughs> they had fifty one points. Well, I was watching at Lucky Thirteens because we were doing the Bachelor draft, the Bachelor draft, and it was on the TV. Okay. And so there aren't that many TVs, <clears throat> so I'm looking at like a little TV off in the distance. Yeah. And I'm wearing my Chiefs cap because I, you know, I figured, well, you know, I may as well, I may as well support the team that I want to win because in my playoff league, I'm counting on Mahomes and Kelsey. Oh yeah. And you're right. I was. It, they were twenty four nothing. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is pathetic. Thank goodness I'm not dedicating my time watching this game. Mm-hmm. And then I kept going. Oh my gosh. They have 14-24. Oh, my gosh. It's 21-24. Oh, my gosh. They're leading. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They have 50 points. Yeah. It was like, what What happened? And then I watched some of the highlights, and it was all Mahomes just running around making it happen. And there were so many – because I have Mahomes and Kelsey in the playoff league. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Mahomes had five touchdowns and three were to Kelsey, and I look on my phone and go, uh-huh. Yeah. Like, that's pretty pretty good for me. It's pretty saucy. Yeah, and and they were all like Kelsey right at the goal line, just just keep moving, uh-huh. keep moving, keep moving, and Mahomes is going to make something happen. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. Um, but yeah, the comeback, the comeback was nuts, and and I don't know what happened to the Texans, but they they clearly lost their the their momentum that they must have had initially, I guess. Um, Watson had three eighty eight and two touchdowns, and he had six for thirty seven and a rush rushing touchdown. Mm-hmm. Hyde was mediocre. Duke was really non-existent. Uh, Nuke had nine for one eighteen, so that was nice. Mm-hmm. He did he did Hopkins <clears throat> things. Uh, Fuller apparently was alive, five for eighty nine. Stills has been really good. You mm-hmm. know, Stills. If they don't add anything to the receiving game, you would think they would improve. You would think they'd be going for a running back in the draft, and probably improving that defense would be their main goals. And so, if they stick with. I mean, Fuller needs to stay healthy, but if they stay with Nuke, Fuller, and Stills, Stills is really a good option. I mean, he's he's quite the deep threat. Um, well, he's uh, got to be because Fuller can't stay healthy. Well, right. I mean, the two of them on the field then with and with Nuke pulling mm-hmm. all the coverage is really good, but Fuller can't stay healthy. Right. Um, Fells had a touchdown, so back to the way he had been. And then Mahomes with five with the five touchdowns. He had fifty three on the ground as well. Damian Williams had a big game, mm-hmm. two touchdowns on the ground, one receiving, and then Kelsey with the three receiving touchdowns. Uh, Watkins seventy six through the air, and he had a rush for fourteen. Tyreek was pretty lame. Hardman had a couple. It, Blake Bell also had a touchdown. Imagine if that Blake Bell touchdown went to had gone to Kelsey. Ooh, that would have been really big. Ooh, but basically, it was just mm-hmm. it ended up being a domination. Mm-hmm. But um, didn't start that way. And uh, the Chiefs' defense were able to hold the Texans to only 31, which is probably a victory, <laughs> to yeah. be honest. So, yikes. Yikes is right. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Zing. And then we had Seahawks Packers. We did. Talk about it. Yeah. Um, no pressure. <laughs> the uh, the one thing that stands out here is um, Devontae Adams had eight receptions. 160 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, he did. So he had eight receptions. The rest of his team had eight receptions. I was going to say, nobody else did anything. He had 160 yards. The rest of his team had like 80. Right. And he had 11 targets and that the rest of his team had 11 targets. Right. So do you think uh, Rodgers is looking for him a little bit? Uh, Just a little bit. Yeah, I'd say so. And uh, I think their number one priority in the offseason when they lose to the Niners is going to be receiver. They got to they gotta get somebody because 
Allison's not doing it. Valdez Scanling's not doing it. Basically, they have nobody but Adams. They, they got they got to spice that and up for sure. Rogers isn't looking for anybody but Adams. That's um, also his mo, though. Right. I mean, he likes to find one guy and stick to him. Yeah. So in the end, Rogers finished with those two touchdowns, two forty-seven through the air. Aaron Jones, another big game with sixty-two yards and two touchdowns as well. Um, so that accounted for all of the Packers' points were those four TDs. Um, and uh, the Seahawks, uh, Russell, I, they need to uh, let Russell Wilson just play. Um, I think the biggest thing that's in Russell Wilson's way is Pete Carroll. I think Pete Carroll just needs to let Russell Wilson do his thing. Well, they want to run the ball so much, but you've lost your top three running backs, so you need to let Russell Wilson take over. You have such a good quarterback in Russell Wilson, and he has some weapons to throw to, so let him do his thing. 12 rushes for Marshawn Lynch in 26 yards. (laughs) Ooh. Granted, two were for touchdowns. But, but he tripped into the end zone twice. That's not going to get yeah. it done. Right. Not at all. Uh, Lockett had a game, 9 for 136 and a touchdown off 10 targets. DK Metcalf had 4 for 59. Uh, Abercrombie and Fitch, as you like to call him, <laughs> had 5 for 47. I do like to call him that. You sure do. Um, but, yeah, in the end, it was just too much of Rodgers to Adams and uh, too much of uh, Aaron Jones. If he doesn't start getting in the end zone, he's going to be uh, Aeropostel. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? Is that still around? Oh, it, oh, that, it exists. That's, that's still a thing. Oh, it exists. Um, I thought uh, Jamal Williams only having one carry and one catch was pretty lame because he's I he should be a big part of their offense. I mean, he should be spelling Aaron Jones. I They just need to – I well, I don't know. I mean, they won, I guess, but – it just seems like their running backs are kind of, other than Adams, the best right. part of their team. And it, it's weird that they. Lazard don't use has as many rushes as Williams did. Yeah, bizarre. And Tyler Irvin had two rushes. Yeah, and I'm excited yeah. for DK Metcalf next year. Four for oh, 59, yeah. but he, he's looked really, really good mm-hmm. as a rookie. So mm-hmm. that's, pretty, uh, that's pretty exciting to see. You want to hear a, a bold prediction I have? I would love to hear a bold prediction. Uh, Amari Cooper is going to be a free agent. Could you imagine him going to the Packers? Hmm. Ooh, him and Adams. Yeah, I guess. Ooh, boy. Is it? Does it make me weird that I'm just totally un like uninterested in that? That just I don't find that interesting at all. But you know, interest level aside, think of the uh, the offense that they have. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Hello, Michael Gallup. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, what uh, what are your predictions for this coming weekend? All right, so <laughs> let's start by saying all every prediction I've made so far is wrong. Yeah. Um, other than the Chiefs winning to this point, so I I think in my opinion, Chiefs over Titans. Mm-hmm. I don't care how much Derrick Henry rushes. I don't think it should be close. Right. It seems like Mahomes is coming a little bit back into Mahomes territory. Yeah. As far as Packers 49ers, I I, want to say 49ers. They just seem like the more complete team, and that defense is just a force to be reckoned with. And the Packers defense, as much as it's talked about, just doesn't do it in quite the same way. Like, Darius Smith can only do so much. Um, So if I had to trust my gut, I would say Chiefs 49ers. 
if I'm looking at my playoff team and hoping that way, I would hope that it's um, Chiefs Packers because I do have Devontae Adams and I would love to get an extra game out of him. Uh, But I don't want to risk the Packers winning. Uh, not that I have a problem with the Packers traditionally, but I really hate Aaron Rodgers' face. Oh, okay. And so Makes once sense. Kirk Cousins is out, then the punchable face of Aaron Rodgers is the one that I don't want to see winning. Sure. He just he looks old all of a sudden too. Aaron Andrews was interviewing him, and he looked like he needed like some prune juice and just to go to bed at four. Yeah. You know, it was just weird. And I made a comment during, uh, during the game on how attractive Jimmy G was. Oh, he's a gorgeous man. And I had at least five guys agree with me. Yeah. I mean, they were they were all over that. It's kind of like when you talk about Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Yeah. And every dude you talk to is going to talk about how gorgeous The mm-hmm. Rock is. You won't find a dude who will say, meh. Right. <laughs> and I feel yeah. like Jimmy G is approaching that territory. His jawline. I, I love his jawline. <laughs> I mean, he's got a, a chiseled jaw. But my prediction. I heard Aaron Andrews asked him to crack a walnut with it. And yeah. she just ate that walnut right on the air. Oof. Yep. Just downed it. Yeah. So I think <laughs> uh, Derrick Henry's run is done. I think the uh, Chiefs yep. are going to jump out bottle, on bottle them, them big up. time. They're going to be... So they, so game script. Yes. They won't be able to they're, run. The Titans will be playing from behind. They'll have to pass. Yep. So they're going to take the run right out of it. I think they're just going to... I mean, if I was Andy Reid, that's what I would do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm predicting Chiefs Niners. So it would be... It would have to be an A.J. Brown explosion yes. in order to keep pace. Correcto. Yep. Agreed. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Agreed. Agreed. Um, would you... Oh, so since we just talked about the games, uh, how about I talk about my playoff um, my playoff uh, league and yeah, how it's I mean, going? With, with your um, Mahomes-Kelsey uh, Adams trio, I think you're sitting pretty good, aren't you? So I am currently at 188.6 points... Uh, mostly from week two because I had so many bye week teams. Right. So I didn't have a lot of wild card teams. I'm in second place to Will, which is Les's nephew. He okay. has he has 203. Okay. So Will has Aaron Jones, AJ Brown, and Tevin Coleman. Okay. So he still has some big guys. So he's got some big guys left. Um, I am sitting here with Devontae Adams, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Kansas City defense. Okay. I, I think I would pick my guys in terms of predicting who, who would you prefer to have left. And plus with the Kansas City defense and my prediction of them being out big, True. you could get some interceptions. As I well. would like that. Yeah. I would like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, Mike, Trivia Master Mike, um, he is, uh, let's see, he is 12 points less than, he's 12 points below me. At 176, and he has Damian Williams, Tyreek Hill, Mason Crosby, and the San Francisco defense. Okay. So he's so he's got some big pieces nice. left. Sure. It's it's really been pretty tight. Like this is pretty great. Um Les, remember, he had the big running backs. Right. So Les is at 165. So he's another, you know, eleven points less than Mike in fourth place. So Les has Derek Henry and Harrison Butker only. So his cha- his only chance really is for Derrick Henry to dominate the next game and for them to make the Super Bowl. Right, which isn't going to happen. Which you wouldn't think is going to happen. Right. 
Uh, so then Bill at 126. Uh, Bill has Debo, Kittle, Hardman, Sanders. And I would say mm. Debo, Hardman, Sanders, they're just not consistent enough producers. And when you had such a weak week, a weak week right. from Kittle, that really kind of torpedoes you. Yeah, that's not jumping out at me like uh, right. it's going to do anything. And then poor Kurt, last but not least, out of six. You know, he went so heavy on he went so heavy on uh, uh, Saints. So his team was Breeze, Mostert, Sanders, Marquise Brown, Michael Thomas, Jared Cook, Marshawn Lynch, Sammy Watkins, Will Lutz, Baltimore. So for him to lose Baltimore and New Orleans, it just really torpedoed him. So he's in last place, and he's got Mostert and Watkins left. He's he'll so stay he's in last place, yeah, probably. so he's done, which yeah. is a bummer because I feel like he's had just really bad luck this year, yeah. just all around, all over the place. Poor guy, poor guy. Um, not that he needs our pity, but <laughs> um, so but anyway, most but most of those teams are in pretty tight contention. I I'm I'm liking how that's going. Um, because last year, uh, I, I don't remember how it played from week to week last year in the playoffs, but I feel like I kind of ran away with it. So I'm pretty excited about yeah. this. You're in good shape. Yeah. I'm in good shape. Good shape. And I don't know who this will kid is, but his luck ends now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know if he's a kid or an adult. I have no idea. It's less, it's less <laughs> his nephew. So anyway, so that's the, so that's the playoff league. Yeah. Um, so I'm already in, I'm already in fan tracks. Uh, I hear you made a frozen trade, my friend. I don't think we talked about it. So that's uh, since, isn't it? That's since the last episode. I know at the end of last episode, you mentioned it and I wanted to keep it under wraps. It was at the very end. Oh, that you were, you had something that in the I works something. and you wouldn't tell me what it right. was. And since then it has been stamped. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. And I got a little something. Oh, boy. A little something we're going to call. For those of you out there who can't see, Dave has flipped over a legal pad with a lot of writing on it. We're going to call this... <laughs> we're going to call this the anatomy of a trade. <laughs> <laughs> so... All right, Kardashian, let's go. I um, <laughs> I identified my trade partner was Les. Les, yes. Uh, he and I have had some good trade moments. Yes. Yes. I haven't really had much experience dealing with him outside of the occasional good luck, uh-huh. you know, the banter that way. Sure, sure, sure. Once the season had ended, uh, I had a couple goals for myself. I wanted to acquire some first-round picks. Yeah, I think you did that. And I wanted to. I had I had two guys that I really wanted to get, and it just happened they were both on the same team. Okay. So, um, you know when I trade with somebody, did I get you? <laughs> Ralph's about to lose it. No way. No, what happened was I took a drink of my water, and the ice cube fell back in and shot water oh, okay. up into my eyeball. And so I was blinded temporarily. Okay. I thought I got you with some spit. N- no, no. Okay. It was what? Well, I hope it wasn't spit. I no, mean, I don't think it was. I mean, you seem clean to me, yeah. but I'm just, okay. Anyway, all right, so I'm good. So I, uh, I um, you know, whenever I do a trade, I will let the person know, here's why I'm offering this trade. It'll, here's why it benefits you. Here's why it benefits me. Right. And less, I love doing that. Less finish last. I finished second to last. So he already had the, the first overall pick. 
His team on paper, not a very good team. No. He's, he's got a lot of holes. Right. But he had a lot of he's got a lot of picks coming up. Right. And I'll say the other thing about dealing with less as well is I do the same thing you do. I get I give my why I want to do it, mm-hmm. but why I think it would be good for them. Right. But I also encourage him to do research and ask people. Right. Because I he does not have as much experience and I don't want him to feel like I'm pulling one over on him. So, you know, hopefully he looks into it past you know whatever but anyway right so this all started january 3rd wow okay, okay. happy 2020 right when all i right. when i first uh touched base with him yeah and uh you know i asked him if his one one was available by chance you know that got it going um I can't believe i was sleeping I could yeah have one, one. so you know you always have players uh in your mind that are pretty much untouchable mm-hmm. right you know, it, it'll take a lot to pry him out of my cold dead mm-hmm. hands. Mm-hmm. You can wind me and dine me, maybe change my mind, right? It's the opinion of everyone's available, but you'll never pay the price. Right. Like, to get Michael Thomas from me, you have no idea how expensive it exactly. is. Exactly. Like, you'll never pay it. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then there's the guys uh, that, you know, are somewhat untouchable, but, you know, mm-hmm. they're they're available for the right price. Then there's the guys that are you don't even want to offer them. Because no one's going to want them. And you don't want to insult them by offering them. They're end-of-the-bench guys. Well, Les has taken a lot of those guys from me in the past. Right. But I'm just saying. There's yeah. like people I wouldn't even think. But then there's the... Robert Foster. Right. Reuben Foster. No, Robert Foster. Oh, there's also Reuben Foster. Right, but I'm talking about Robert okay, Foster. But I'm okay. T- Reuben Foster will come into this too. Okay, anyway. <laughs> but then there's the... Who's on first? <laughs> <laughs> then there's the the Goldilocks zone, you can call it the green zone of the players that are just ripe to offer up. Ripe for the plucking. Exactly, ripe for the plucking, <laughs> ripe okay. for the trading. So what I did, this was the biggest offer I had ever offered anybody. <laughs> this was a monster. Um, and I had identified uh, some people um, that I uh, that I wanted and people that I would be able to give up right okay so here's what i asked for i wanted his 2020 first and the 112 he acquired from you okay yeah, okay i also asked for melvin gordon yeah Cortland sutton and Taysom hill okay okay here's what i offered well wait Taysom hill like thought process being you have no quarterbacks and he's just one more guy you could start in a in a pinch. Thought process that I think he's gonna be a starting quarterback in the next you year. You think or two. he'll be the guy? I do. Okay. Not, For the Saints or otherwise? Well, otherwise, I otherwise, think. okay. Yeah. All right. He's a restricted free agent, so I think the they'd have to give up a second to get mm-hmm. him or something okay. like that. All right. Um so, you know, we had went back and forth you know, I, I mentioned a bunch of players that it would be available. Um, and then uh, he, here's, uh, here's what I offer. So I just said, you know, he, he, would, he would look into it, get back to me. But I'm sitting at work and all I do is look at fan tracks. I understand. Because that's the only website my work allows. <laughs> it ES, doesn't recognize ESPN, it yet. Fantasy, Yahoo, that's nothing. Funny. But fan tracks, they don't see it as fantasy. That is funny. <clears throat> so... I said, yet. while I'm work, all I do is look at my fantasy teams. It's ridiculous. But here's something I've been messing around with. So remember the five guys I wanted, right? Mm-hmm. Or the five pieces. Here's my original offer. <clears throat> I'm sending him Drew Locke, Ryan Finley, Ronald Jones, Lamar Miller, 
Naheem Hines, Juju, Preston Williams, Deshaun Hamilton, Antonio Callaway, Kendrick Bourne, Noah Fant, Gerald Everett, Delaney Walker, and a kicker of his choosing. I had four. He had two. I thought, you know, you choose a kicker. Of his choosing. Who's your yeah. best kicker? Oh, I have Sly, Bailey, Bullock, and some other guy. So did he pick Sly? He did. Huh. <clears throat> yeah. Over, over Bailey, huh? Yeah. All right. So my reasoning, he gets youth, starters, and depth at some positions, and I get a couple pieces to hopefully help me complete to compete in the next year. I said, let it marinate. <laughs> and then here's where I thought I had it, right? Now, okay, so if you hear those players that I offered up, yeah, does it sound even? Do you have I, them written right there so I can look at them again yeah. just as a, as a frame of I, reference? I felt like it was an overpay. So the first offer is right there, left column. But this is the final, this is the final offer here? No, that's my first offer. Oh, the first offer is this for this. Yes. And, and this is the, what happened? That's the counter offer and then the final one. So it's, there's arrows pointing. I got Final, a, final I got one's a, down here? I got a flow chart going. Right. So, I mean, he had said, you know, I, I don't like Callaway's situation, but it could still be good for me. And he would take Sly as the kicker. Uh-huh. And he said the rationale makes sense. If you're good with it, I'm in. He'll miss Gordon and Sutton. Um, it seemed balanced. But then he says, wait a second. Let me just sleep on it. Let me ponder. Let me just see. He must just really trust me because he's never done the pondering and sleeping on it thing with me. He's always yeah. accepted almost immediately. Well, I mean, this is a big trade. This though. is huge. Well, well, I mean, I acquired McCaffrey from him. And sure. in the same trade, I acquired Juju and Robert right. Woods. So. so then... You know, we're going back and forth. Um, I gave this offer to him Monday the 6th. On uh, Thursday, the next Thursday, I asked him, how's pondering going? And he's got things going on. It sounds like there's a a house being sold, whatnot. Yeah, he's got some stuff. Yeah. Um, Life happens, you know. So Friday's like, to be honest, feels too big. Um, The first rounders could turn him around. Um you know, we're, we're going back and forth again. And, uh, he sent me a counter offer, which was, he gets Locke, Fant, Montgomery, Everett, Stafford, Juju, Sly, and Bourne. So he throws Montgomery in there. He throws Stafford in there. Two pieces I hadn't mentioned. He would give up Philip Rivers, Melvin Gordon, Reuben Foster, Taysom Hill, the 1 1, and the 12. It feels like for you, <clears throat> losing Stafford might be part of the problem there. Right. And also for the direction I've been going with my youth movement, Rivers, there's no way I would. Well, take Rivers. Rivers could still possibly retire. Right. And your current quarterbacks are Stafford. Yep. And... I have Cam. And Cam. Right. And then you'd be acquiring Burrow. Yes. At number one in theory. Right. I'm assuming you'd take Burrow. Right. But if you lose Stafford, now you're counting a lot on Burrow. Exactly. So and you really can't that. lose Stafford. And I didn't want so to So that's that. rough. Yeah. And I'd be counting on 
Cam to get healthy too. Which is also a big if. Right. Right. So, you know, I I told him if, if we swap out Ronald Jones for Montgomery and remove Stafford and Rivers, I would do that deal. Okay. Okay. I said I don't want to... Meaning you'd give up Jones instead of giving up Montgomery. Right. Okay. And then take Stafford and Rivers out of get it Get him completely. out of it altogether. And right. I would do that. I said I don't want to get even older with Rivers... And Montgomery is pretty valuable in my eyes. Yeah. And I said I'd still be bummed that I wouldn't be getting Sutton, but I'd get over it. And uh, he said that's understandable. Montgomery's valuable to him. I said, if I had Montgomery and Rojo, would you consider Sutton? And he says, I think so. And he said, do you still want Foster? And at this point, I didn't really... Um, notice Foster on there. I didn't even see him there, and I was like, I don't want him. And I can I can I back up for yeah. Ru, Ru, who the who the hell's Ruben Foster play for? So wide receiver. I think he was with the Giants for a while. That's wide a receiver. nothing. That is a nothing. Right. Wait, are you talking about Ruben Randall? No, Foster. Or maybe it is, I don't know. Ruben Randall was the guy who was with the Giants for a while. I thought it was Ruben. Maybe I read it wrong. Who cares? Ruben He's... Foster, I feel like, was a linebacker that okay. had trouble with the law. Anyway. Well, either way, I didn't want okay. him. So I yeah. asked. He's a, that's a nothing. Right. Like, why are we even talking about it? So I threw out there, I suppose Allison Geronimo or Anthony Miller would be too much. So I'm still trying to adjust it a little bit. Yeah. Um, so his final offer was this. Locke, Montgomery, Fant, Everett, Juju, Sly, Bourne, Hamilton, Jones, and Williams. Preston Williams, Ronald Jones. Mm -hmm. Okay. I would get Mel Gordon, 1-1, Taysom Hill, Corlin Sutton, and Geronimo Allison. Okay. And uh, basically it's the original deal plus Allison and Montgomery thrown in. With less players that I'd be giving up. Hmm. And I agreed to it. So hearing it initially the first time, and now hearing it again, uh-huh. my gut tells me you gave up a lot. Mm-hmm. The pieces you're getting aren't, like, I'm not big on Melvin Gordon. I'm not big on Cortland Sutton. So mm-hmm. these aren't guys I'm huge on. Right. But based on your need at quarterback, Burrow, I think, is real deal. So that's mm-hmm. huge, mm-hmm. especially when you have one, two. So now you get the two best players in the draft. Right. I mean, you get Burrow and then the best running back, which is monstrous. That's and I hate you a little goal. bit. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and then I also have nine and 12. So. Right. I mean, I've, I'm just coming to grips with the fact there's no way JT, Par- JT Barrett's going to end up on my team, which is really sad. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I mean, I think you gave up a lot, but honestly, both your teams end up better, I think, after this. Yeah. So. And, I mean, we were very close to this original one. You gave up Fant, right? Yeah. And who are your other tight ends? Uh, Gusecki and Goddard. And I've got Knox. Okay. And, uh... So you have a, you have a bunch of tight ends that are very similar, kind of yeah. young, hoping they're going to perform kind of guys. Right. Okay. Goddard's probably um, your best. Huh? Yeah. yeah. All right. So, um, you know, in the end, getting rid of Locke uh, in a super flex, you know, I, I'm banking on Hill going somewhere. You know, so this is a win for me, not 
really this next season because Burrow is not going to do very good in his rookie season. I don't know. I don't know about that. I hear he could come in and blow things up. I don't know. I, I'm hoping for the best, but I'm anticipating him to get gradually better. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like a Mahomes type thing. You yeah. Know? Um, but, I mean, in the end, I got the players that I wanted. I held on to most of the ones um, that, uh, that I wanted to hold on to. So, because I was going back and forth if I wanted to offer up Paris Campbell or Preston Williams. I went with Preston Williams because he's more injured and he may not be ready to start the season. That could impact. And he didn't his have he didn't have as high a capital coming in either. Right. I mean, Paris Campbell was considered to be a good, much better prospect. Correct. Yep. 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 So I go into the draft with one 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 two one nine one twelve two two oh, two nine. So jealous. Yeah. I'm still. Uh, I still think I can turn Kamara. I just keep hoping that I can turn... Not that I'm against going into next season with Kamara. Mm-hmm. But I just keep thinking, okay, I turned Gurley into two firsts and a stud wide receiver. <clears throat> I turned CMC into a first and a stud wide receiver. I turned Mixon into a stud wide receiver and two other young running backs. I just keep thinking, okay, somebody as we get closer to a draft is going to pay up for Kamara. I know sure. they will. I know they will. I feel like what I would... What I would really ki- what I would kill for, let me tell you what I would kill for. Not kill for, that's too much. If I could if I could get James to give God, if I could get Kittle and a first for Kamara. Yeah. Like if I could get somebody that was that nuts for needing a running back, oh, that would be oh boy. That would be too much. That would be too much. But I guess we'll see. So Kamara for your one twelve back wouldn't do it. No, of course not. And you and you talked about me getting my one twelve back, but I'm wondering, did you think about it? Like, what would you actually be thinking about? Because I just feel like anybody you're gonna say for my one twelve is gonna be somebody I don't want to give up for one twelve. Well, I mean, you know, anybody that I would try to get with one twelve, I would have to throw somebody else in. Right. Um, but I honestly really haven't thought about that much. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, you think about it because yeah. I would love to have that pick back. I think if I'm willing to give up a really good asset, I can get further into further back into the first. But right. um, as of now, yeah. But I mean, I gave up ten players. I got four back and two picks, so I'm down four. I tell you what, Sanders, Goddard, one twelve for Kamara. No. I'll come on. Let's just do it right now. Get no. it over with. No, no? okay. No, not happening. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> oh, funny. All right. Uh, why don't we uh, Why don't we take a break? Let's do it. And then we'll come back in. Uh, I got a couple more topics. I've got some trade discussions from some of my uh, from some of my sleeper leagues, and then we've got some some Roman Doom combination things. I wanted to bring something up that I was thinking about Ooh, let's hear as it. we yeah. uh, as we talk about uh, debating that. So we will be back. Oh yeah. On the way. 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 On the way.
I gotta tell you the video you for this. That. I gotta tell you the. It's not my first time. I gotta tell you the video for this is a thousand times better than just the song on its own. It's true. Wow, Rusted Root. What a one-hit wonder. Um. Okay, hold on. Cause this is coming right here. Ready? I don't know the words. I can tell. I just remember. I didn't know the words. Send me on my way. I know the send me on my way. Okay. You kind of have a little Adam Sandler vibe when you're doing that. I was thinking Dave Matthews, but you know. Yeah, Adam Sandler. Fair enough. Um, all right, so here's what I was thinking, Dave. Yeah. So, Roman Doom, League of Roman Doom. Like Doom it. Roman. Ro-Doom. Don't I don't know, we'll do something. Um, so here's what I was thinking. So we got a lot of different angles to take here. We got a lot of things to discuss. A lot to work on to perfect this. We were just talking in the break. We were talking about, you know, who's coming in. We got some potential people. We got to get a draft date going. Yeah. So I was thinking about draft. Yeah. And draft date. And I... And I'll ask you an initial question, and then I'll tell you some kind of funky stuff I was thinking about. <laughs> I got a little funky. So here's my question for you. Uh, we have done, um, for for Doom and for Roman and for Westeros and for Frozen, we have always done rookies included in the startup. Yes. However, when I have done startups, you know, I did a whole bunch of them this spring on Sleeper, mm-hmm. and it was always um, r- separate rookie draft in reverse order, order of the startup. So if you had the number one overall pick in the startup, you got the last overall pick in the rookie draft, and it was a snake just like the startup. Makes sense. Thoughts on how this should be done or or how you see it working the best as far as vets versus rookies separate drafts um, i've also been in drafts where you actually select rookie picks so like one one is a selection you could make mm-hmm. what do you think have you thought about this like what is your what is your preference um what are your thoughts just off the top i have done all three of those where you include everybody you do it individually and you also uh, select what pick you want so yeah, I've done all three. Um, for a startup, I think, especially because it's gonna be pretty intensive, I say just have everybody in it. Okay. Just do it all, everybody in it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would love to have it be an auction. Yeah, the startup being an auction. Yes. Sure. And I think we've talked about that. I think that's just everybody, best chance at everybody. Yes. Like you're not, if you have the number, you know, if you've got number 10, you have no chance at Barkley. Right. And it's nice to have everybody have a chance to do they want. Yes, sure. sir. If I want Michael Thomas, I can pay up for Michael Thomas. It's uh-huh. just going to cost me. Right. And I will drive that price up for Michael I'm Thomas. sure you will. Well, uh, I'll only pay so much, so. <clears throat> so, yeah, I think uh, my vote would be include everybody. Okay. Just quick and dirty, nice and easy. <laughs> okay all right um now i w- so here's here's the thing i i i have sorry David Johnson because if you there. think about it you, we have 12 people drafting mm-hmm. right so we'll have to find a time to draft the vets time to draft the rookies 
you know, it, just get it all done at once. Okay, so here's here was my thought process. So same as you, I've done rookies and vets together. Mm-hmm. I have done the reverse order where there is a rookie draft initially, but it's reverse order. Personally, I love it because if you have the selection, like I always pick last pick of the startup and then get the first, because I would always rather be on the turn. Right. And then I get that first rookie draft. Um, you know, I've, I've had that. But here's what I was thinking. What I was thinking is, you know, we're doing an auction, right? What if the rookie picks were up for bid? So you're going through your, your auction of startup, right? Mm-hmm. And what if you, and I was thinking logistically on ESPN, what I would, what I would do because uh, I have no life is I would assign all these free agent players, you know, Des Bryant, people who don't have a team, yeah. assign that, assign a player. There'd be a cheat sheet for assigning every player to a rookie pick one, 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 two, one, three, okay. whatever. And then what I was thinking was your turn to bring up a player for bid. You can bring up any rookie pick that you would like for bid. So my thought process being, let's say we have three rounds of rookie picks uh-huh. um, that we're going to have a rookie draft later. Let's say I want to bring up 3-1 for a dollar. Okay. Let's say I want to just pile, let's say nobody else is prioritizing that. Let's say I get, you know, six, seven, eight second round rookie picks all for a dollar. Yeah. That's a huge bargain. It is. And, you know, and there wouldn't be, because if you, if, if it's a snake draft and you do it this way, then it's always an order, obviously, uh-huh. because you would never take a later pick above 1-1, one, one, for example. Right. But I thought, what if you had a certain number of rounds designated for rookie picks, they all have a player to serve as their poker chip, uh-huh. and then they were available to bring up. Now, again, you would have to have a separate date for a rookie draft it's a lot to keep track of too but i thought how fun would that be because number one we get we get a rookie draft which yeah. i love yeah and they are involved in the startup because i do like that because i've always been one to pick a lot of rookies in a startup because right. they're typically at a, at a bargain yeah i mean i took david johnson in a rook as a rookie in a startup for very cheap and he turned out to be great at least in at least initially. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I thought that could be a kind of a just one more interesting strategy thing. Like, yeah. when do you bring up these rookie picks? Right. How much for? And then what if you end up getting 210 for $3 where somebody else gets 112 for a dollar? Yeah. And then you feel like garbage. <laughs> well, there's also the, the alternate to that is instead of each individual pick, like the 3-1 or the 3-3 or the 1-5, mm-hmm. You bid on the actual five slots. Oh, the position in each round. So if you bid the five, you get one five two, two five, five three five. five. Sure, sure, yeah, sure. There's sure. there's an alternate for that. That too. would probably be the easier way to do it because then really you're only you only need placeholders for the first round. Right. And then would the idea be that you could bid on as many of those as you want? Or you just get one. You just get the one. Just get the one and you're done. So once you have bid on and acquired one of those positions, yes. you're done So Yes. So you could bring up one interesting strategy. You could bring up 112 for a dollar and say, I'm not bidding anymore. Right. Let people bid up. Now 112 is gone. Somebody's used theirs on that. Right. Bring up 111. Let people bid on that. Yeah. And if you get one for a dollar, fine. But like that's, yeah, there's some interesting strategy things mm-hmm. there. So I thought that might be worth uh, considering because I thought that would be, I don't know. I thought it could that, be fun. That would, 
extend the draft if you're throwing out all these draft picks. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's 36 extra picks. No draft that we do could ever be as long as the Westeros initial draft that you weren't a part of. Yeah, I'm glad I was That was an eight-hour draft. Can't imagine. And it was on MFL, which dra- who has a draft room that is basically beta mm-hmm. and didn't work. So um, that was everyone's nightmare, and I can't believe everybody stayed in as long as they did. Fantrax's draft uh, room is pretty slow. Pretty smooth. Yeah, I like Fantrax. But I also think that... Um, I also think ESPN's is pretty smooth. Mm, I agree. So either one of those would be fine with me. No yeah. MFL, though. No. I'm done with MFL. You are. Altogether. Yeah. Unless Rich is running it, no MFL. <laughs> and even that, I'm not sure. <laughs> so anyway, I thought that might be kind of fun. Interesting draft stuff to yeah, talk about. Yeah, definitely. Because I, I personally don't get scared about... I mean, we'd be getting this go... Oh, so that was what I wanted to say once we talked about this, was that if if it was only rookie picks that we were talking about drafting... If we got the people together, we could do the veteran startup along with picking rookie picks or slots or whatever, mm-hmm. but no names. Mm-hmm. We could do that before the NFL draft even. Like that could be a March draft. Yeah. Which can... is which is a dead zone. Yep. Which could be kind of fun. And then we do the rookie draft maybe beginning of summer, midsummer, something like that. And no. just something to look forward to. I mean, midsummer, I'm getting married, that could be hectic. But you know, at some point well, yeah. some point later on, you know. We could always do it at my wedding, like sneak sneak away. That would go over very well. <laughs> Claire would understand. Uh, <laughs> probably not as long as, she's in, as long as she's included. Um, but I, I, I kind of like the idea of having a couple different times. And I think, I don't know, I think with enough notice you can get all those guys on the same page. Yes. Um, most people's schedules are fairly, uh, fairly cooperative. So mm-hmm. uh, It just gets tough. Uh, when you are in redraft leagues, trying to work around those too, so it'd be nice to have it solidified. So, but I'm not in many of those. I am. I'm sorry. It's okay. I love them still. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Yeah. 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 You know. My neighbor is getting married. Uh, Zach, that's in Westeros. You know, yeah. they're getting married uh, the first weekend of September, which I believe is Labor Day weekend. Yeah. And that is prime drafting time. It is. And uh, he asked me to be a groomsman a couple weeks ago. Can you have your cell phone with you during the ceremony? (laughs) So I'm a little worried that things are going to overlap here. Yeah, that's possible. I don't think his lovely fiance is going to be okay with me drafting during the the festivities. So I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I've never been a fan of doing uh, weddings on holidays like that. It's just... I know people are in town for it and, you know, they can plan for it, but, I mean, there's people that vacation, they do right. stuff. My cousin got married on Labor Day a couple of years ago, and I was like, hey. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I, I, I never, I don't have any of those set, like, holidays where I always yeah. am doing something. Like, for me, it's kind of open-ended unless mm-hmm. that year has something. But, yeah, there are people where every single whatever blank holiday they're out of town, so. Yeah. All right, well, I'm still staring at Frozen, thinking there's a way for me to get 112 back, but that's not going to happen tonight. Did you have, any, did you have anything else you wanted to uh, tackle before I go into some of my um, sleeper stuff? I really don't. We're kind of in the, yeah, uh, in this the can, dead zone. Yeah, and, and they won't all be this dead, but um, I don't know about you. I've had a long week. My uh, students, are they've had, they've had an interesting time this week, so I'm, I'm down to end a little bit early tonight. But yeah, works for me. We'll see how early we end once we really get into it here. Yeah. So uh 
I got a couple I got a couple of sleeper teams to talk about, um, both in very different situations. So the first one I'll talk about, this is a 14-team PPR league. This is called the AAF, American Alliance of Football, before it died. Who are now defunct. Yep, defunct. Um, here comes the XFL, though, baby. You! Have you seen some of the rules they have for the XFL? No. Yeah. Let's digress. I want to hear about it. So the uh, the big one is um, there's no extra points after a touchdown. You have to go for two? No, they have oh. one point, two point, and three point scores after from like two yards out, five yards out, ten yards out. So that's going to be a difference maker. They're not expecting a lot of ties to happen because you have so many different options. Okay. Um, they'll have a continuous running clock. Which will help speed the game up. They sure. want to cut like a half hour off the game, which will be great. Okay. And then um, there was something with the, the kickoffs, too. Um, there's, I want to say there's no, there's no coin toss. Um, the home team starts with it. Or they can defer. So it, they, they just try to separate themselves from the NFL, so they try to get some things... Sure. Um, but they Dean Blandino, you know, you see yeah. him a lot. He's actually the head of their officiating. Yeah, he's the he's guys. the guy on either CBS or Fox. He's Fox, yeah. yeah. So he'll be uh, he'll be uh, one of the guys, and they're gonna have uh, a referee on the field just to uh, decide if something's gonna be reviewed or not. Hmm. So they're gonna be pretty cognizant of that. When does XFL? When is the first season? It's not twenty twenty in twenty twenty. Yeah. Is that a, is that going on during summer? It's a great question. You would think it wouldn't over. You would think they try to get it to not overlap as much as possible. Yeah. So it seems like a summer thing. Yeah. Now here's the real question: Are you in for an XFL fantasy <laughs> league? I knew that was coming. That would be interesting. I you mean, know he because be... you know he who shall not be named had talked about his. AAF fantasy league, yeah, and then of course that died because the league died. Right, XFL. I feel like because this is the Vince, Vince McMahon yeah. baby, right? And he learned from his mistakes uh-huh. from the past one. Yeah, um, I mean he's got some big guns in it. Like uh, Andrew Luck's dad is is big into it. So really, yeah, he's got uh, he's got some clout. Well, I would like to start a league right away. I want to get it on the ground floor. I like it. I'm assuming you're in. Of course I'm in. Yes. All right. So anyway, back to back to this. So the AAF League. So right off the bat, this was a, um, I think it was May we did the startup for this. It was a slow startup, 14-team PPR League. <clears throat> and uh, right off the bat, I could tell this was a commissioner who made very clear everything that was going on, like what needed to happen. Um, rules are very clear. Expectations are very clear. Um, at some point, I wanted to trade a 20 21 pick but i was required to pay for that season before i could trade it because they didn't want people trading away future and then leaving and all this kind of stuff and i was very impressed by that so uh my roster looks like this now keeping in mind some of these starting spots are in flux because of like end of the year adjustments Uh and stuff but my team is deshaun watson mark ingram deandre washington starting at the end of the year Edelman, Michael Thomas, McLaurin, okay. Ertz, Goddard, Brian Hill, Landry, and Garoppolo. So there's three flexes here. Okay. And then Stafford, 
and Haskins on the bench at quarterback. Ryko Armstead, Chris Thompson, Darwin Thompson, Damian Harris, Snell, uh, Wilson, Balaj, Kiki Kuti, Quinn, Jakeem Grant, Blake, Higgins, Preston Williams, Foster Moreau. Uh, let's see. There's Disley. There's Oliver on IR. There's uh, Travis Benjamin. Uh, taxi squad players are all pretty insignificant. So, so anyway, one thing I wanted to mention was during the startup draft for this league, um, I actually traded my 2021st for a guy's eighth round startup pick okay. straight up. Yeah. And there was a lot of talk about that because a first round rookie pick compared to an eighth round startup pick, most people would prefer to have the eighth round startup pick because you're st- still talking pretty good players. Right. So I made that trade to get Mark Ingram. Well, that was a big piece in what led to me. I took second place this year. Nice. And a big piece of that was having Mark Ingram at running back. And I acquired him in the eighth round for my 2021. So it hurts moving forward, um, but, you know, here we are. And then uh, McLaurin going off, that obviously helps because McLaurin was was uh, crazy good. And in a 14-team league, you got to, you know, a deep starting bench or sure. starting lineups. In a 14-team league, you got to have enough guys to, to really put in there. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to mention was I made an offer – as soon as the the year ended, I did make an offer in this league. So I'm pretty well set at quarterback. I've got Watson, Garoppolo, Stafford, and Haskins. Yeah. And so I thought, okay, can I turn Deshaun Watson into something else? And so I went to the champ. Yeah, I went to the champ. I went to, nope, not. I went oh. to the uh, third place guy, yeah, so 112. Go. So... Shut up. <laughs> so I so I went to the so I went to the third place guy, I think it was the commissioner, and I said, I will give you Deshaun Watson for Jameis Winston and one twelve. Okay. For me, I'm thinking I get a first back mm-hmm. in a deep draft. And you get a gunslinger. I'm getting a gunslinger. And honestly, my quarterbacks, I'm very happy with these guys. I've never been super high on Watson sure. anyway. And it'd be great to acquire that first. Now, he responded and said he did not want to sell any first. So that didn't end up working. Okay. But that is the kind of thing that I am looking to do. Take a guy who other people perceive to have a lot of value, like Deshaun Watson. Go after a guy that I like that others might not, like like Jameis Winston, and get a first on top of it. It's like hedging my bets, kind of. Sure. The other one... <clears throat> and just so you know, I did find more rules for the XFL, so once you're done... Oh, yeah. There was one I... Well, I'm going to a new league. You want to tell them now? Yeah. Let's do it. So the big one I forgot is that you only need one foot inbounds on a completion. Oh, okay. College rules. Yeah, to okay. help speed it up. Sure. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and then overtime... Oh, I went down way too fast. Hold on. <laughs> so overtime is pretty slick um, because they will have uh, you get five possessions in overtime you're guaranteed five possessions in overtime like yeah overtime shall consist of five rounds stage and <laughs> alternating single play possessions okay as is customary in nhl shootouts or mls penalty kicks a round will consist of one offensive play 
per team. One offensive play? Each possession starts at the opponent's five-yard line, and the offensive team has one play to score. So it's like a shootout. Yeah. The Whoa! Team, the team with more points after five rounds is the winner. That's so fun! I know. And they also have something called a double forward pass. Oh, no. This Come is on. genius. If a team completes a forward pass behind the line of scrimmage, that team may throw a second forward pass as long as the ball has no at no time crossed the line of scrimmage. So, so you so you could drop back, drop you could back. throw a forward pass screen to the running back. Yep. And, and then he in turn throws it forward. Yes, provided he does not cross the line Whoa. of scrimmage. Um, once the ball is past line of scrimmage, no forward passes are permitted. This is something that's not allowed at NFL or college, so it could lead to some interesting play designs. I was just going to say. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, that would be a lot of fun. Um, Got to get some creative offensive yeah. coordinators in there. 25-second play clock uh, compared to the 40-second play clock. So keep it moving. Uh-huh. Fast paced. Much faster paced. Sure. They also have a comeback period. Okay. During a two-minute warning, the final two minutes of the second and fourth quarter, there's a few tweaks to allow teams more time to come back. Hence, comeback period. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. On plays that end in the field of play, the game clock will be stopped until the ball has been spotted and five seconds have run off the play clock. This makes it so a team cannot run the clock out until there's only one minute remaining. In the NFL, a team can run the clock out when there are two minutes remaining. Um, also, teams have two timeouts per half instead of three. So, yeah. It sounds pretty great. It does. I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, and uh, do you want to know the names of the teams? Of course I do. Do you want to guess what uh, cities or states they're in? Because there's some random ones. Uh, sure. There's eight, just so you know. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Oh, you don't want to guess. Okay. We have the, well, that's what you asked me to do. <laughs> we have the Dallas Renegades. Oh, you were going to tell me the name, and I was going to guess the city oh, okay. and state. Okay, the Renegades, I'm going to guess Dallas. Yes. Okay. Roughnecks. Tennessee. Houston. Okay. Wildcats. So two in Texas already. Wildcats. Kansas. L.A. Okay. Guardians. Milky Way. <laughs> New York. See what I did yeah, there? Yeah, you were close. It's pretty yeah, good. You went Galaxy. It's pretty good. Sure, sure, sure. Battlehawks. Uh, Montana. St. Louis. <laughs> okay. Dragons. Um. Wait, dragons. Uh, when you think of dragons, what city comes to mind? I mean, it's obvious. Uh, San Francisco. Duluth. Seriously? No. Oh. Seattle. <laughs> Two more. Okay. Vipers. Arizona. Tampa Bay. Way off. Last one is the Defenders. Think about this because it, it is an alliteration. Delaware. Close. DC. It's not close. The DC Defenders. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's something. Yeah. And uh, I do believe Chad Ochocinco is trying to get into it. Seems like this is also where we're going to see Antonio Brown. Do you, no. think, do you think they'll have a quarterback that can actually throw him the ball? I think Antonio Brown will still play in the NFL. 
Wow. It's crazy talk. But I don't have him on any teams. I was going to say it doesn't matter, right? <laughs> um, okay, so... <laughs> Uh, back to my other, uh, back to my other team. So I, um, I took over an orphan in, uh, in October. And I remember because I was wheeling and dealing, uh, over Halloween weekend when I was in Milwaukee for my sister's friend's wedding. Okay. So this is a 12 team PPR. I ended up in 11th place. I took over an orphan that was in rough shape and I, I'm pretty sure I talked about it on the podcast. It, it had good, um, it had good quarterbacks. Like this was a situation where they had they had taken quarterbacks. They had Prescott and Josh Allen and Allen and Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Now I traded Kurt. Kurt was the one who asked me to join because he was in it already. Um, now I immediate almost immediately traded him, like something like Aaron Rodgers for Jameis Winston at first or something. I don't remember, but I I since have acquired Jameis Winston to go with Prescott and Allen. Okay. But ultimately, this is 11th place team, and uh, I am sitting here with some first-round picks, too. So here, here's the squad. Um, Jameis Winston, Miles Sanders, Peyton Barber, uh, Tyler Lockett, Juju, Kelvin Harmon, Hawkinson, okay. Caden Smith, Burkhead, Prescott, Josh Allen, Brandon Bolden. So now we get into some... You know, obviously now we get into some death pieces here. Right. Depth, death pieces. Death, death. death pieces. Uh, McKinnon, Ogumbawale, Henderson, Justice Hill, Albert Wilson, Geronimo Allison, David Moore, uh, Patrick, Quinn, Jacoby Myers, Greg Ward, Griffin, Brait, Knox, and then my taxi squad, Butler, Bryce Love, Kale Waring, Darwin Thompson. And then I have the 1-2. I think it's the 1-2, the 1-8, and the 1-10. Ooh, not bad. And then a second and another, my second, and then another second, and then my third and fourth. Okay. So I've got some picks as well. So uh, starting to talk picks here a little bit, I've been in communication with the commissioner and the commissioner, again, this is another league where this commissioner seems like he really knows what he's doing. Yeah, he made, that always helps. Yeah, he made very clear early on that he, you know, I should let him know if there was anybody who wasn't responding to trade offers mm-hmm. because he expects the league to be active. Sure. He was big on like looking for replacements for guys who weren't. Um, and he said um, uh, he, he also likes to have, like there's this guy in this league, I think I talked about some of his offers that are just off the wall. <laughs> like the value is just off the wall yeah. last time, but he just sent me a message the other day. Oh my gosh. Can you believe, you know, be money, something, uh, whatever. Um, so-and-so he said, um, he tried to convince me that James Washington and Debo Samuel have the same trade value. Oof. And I said, yeah, that guy's the worst. I, I don't blame him. He goes, Oh my gosh, I know. I said, he might have the worst trade values I've ever seen. And I said, well, yeah, I agree. <clears throat> so so this commissioner came at me with some offers and um i wasn't a fan but then we had a nice conversation about it because again this is this is a good dude you know so he says to me uh he sends me the offer that he wants juju and he will give me boston scott debo samuel and his 2020 and 2021 fourths. Ooh, the fourths don't do it. No. No. 
this is one of those things where I understand Debo plus for Juju, but the plus is not even close. No. In my opinion. Um, and so I responded and said, boy, that's not even, that's not even close for me. Um, so then I started giving, I, I gave him a, a counter of, you know, I, I'm not against trading Juju, but I'm not going to sell him low. Right. Because he's still a stud, you know, young player. I said, you know, Debo's fine, but you'd have a, have to add a lot to him. I said, honestly, DJ Moore, DJ Moore plus could get you Juju. So what I said was Juju for DJ Moore and your 2021st. Okay. I wasn't optimistic, but I thought, you know, if I'm going to get rid of Juju, that would be what would do it. So his response was basically what you're asking for is far more than I would ever pay and doubt you'd find anyone to pay that high unless Juju has a rebound and DJ has a down year. Right. DJ and Juju are in the same conversation already, and in this class, an additional first, even the 112 is very rich. It's fine you're high on him, but I can't touch that price. I said, totally fine. I'll probably just hold Juju then, uh, because the first offer you sent was not close. Right. So we may just be too far off on this. It happens. Because I, I'm coming around on DJ Moore, but in my opinion, Juju is still a much more valuable piece than DJ Moore. But I, I think it depends on who's looking at it. Sure. So then he said, um, trading is a process, and I'll start on different values for different players. If I don't have an idea of how someone values a player, I usually make an offer I would consider favors myself because I'm not overpaying unless I have to and there's certainly room to grow as offers are counted because you believe in Juju I'm sorry for what appeared to be a big low ball but you never know sometimes you could have been enamored with Debo and wanted to move on from him and I am enamored with Debo right Debo but not to the point of giving up Juju for no. Debo no. plus only a little bit <clears throat> and I said no, totally, no judgment here. I don't see you as a lowball guy, and I hope you don't see me as a lowball guy. And he said, "No, man, you're good." So, like, it was a good conversation. This is the commission. He he clearly knows what he's doing, but um, clearly, Juju for DJ Moore in a 2021 first or 2020 first was not going to work. Yeah. The other one he offered me was apparently he wants Bryce Love from me, who's on my taxi squad. Okay. I'm assuming because he has Darius Geis and he's trying to. Just protect that. Oh, sure. And so what he said was that he would give me his 2024th for Bryce Love. So I thought to myself, okay, I feel I feel nothing about Bryce Love. But on the other hand, do I know he's not going to have a chance to be anything? Well, no. So I told him I'd have to think about it because even in a really good draft, a 2024th doesn't really isn't really much value at all. And I kind of feel like, you know, these second or third year running backs where they haven't really gotten their chance, they're definitely guys that are worth holding on to just yeah. to see. So, I don't know. What Do you have any thoughts about Bryce Love? I mean, he just he hasn't had a chance to play. He hasn't had a chance. No, he, so who knows? No, no needle movement for me on Bryce Love. But a fourth rounder in a rookie draft just is, I mean, I'd rather just hold on to the guy, I think. How deep are rosters again? I... Uh, this is, they're pretty deep. We're looking at, I mean, on quick, I mean, we're talking to, we're talking a 16, 18 man bench. And it's 14 teams. This one is 12. That one's 12. This one is 12. The other one is 14. 
So, you know, it was just, but it, it was just some good conversations about, yeah. about kind of values. And, and he's absolutely right. You, when you don't know how somebody values somebody else, mm. you go in with what benefits you because maybe they'll jump on it. It's true. You know, you and I don't have that problem because right. I know exactly how you value everybody and you know exactly how I value everybody. Truth. So we don't have to like fish, right. which is a nice, uh, which is a nice situation. So, well, buddy. Anything else? So are you, uh, something you said... Uh-oh. Uh, jarred my memory. I saw you jotting some notes yeah. down frantically with my pink a, pen. That's pink, yeah. I thought it was going, <laughs> but it's pink. So in the World Empire... Yeah. Um, when we draft rookies, they go to a taxi squad. Did you know this? No. Yeah. Drafted rookies go onto a taxi squad. Do they have to go onto a taxi yes. squad? Yes. Or you move them there by a certain date. So there's another wrinkle. What if you draft a guy who you want to start right away? Then you start him. Oh, okay. Otherwise, But you, you have room to draft them to a taxi yes. squad. So you don't have to make room for them is what you're saying. Right. Okay. Yeah, that just jarred my memory. Something you said. Well, my team is it. so good that it's you know it would be hard to make room for new guys coming your, in. Your taxi squad will be full. I have no one to draft. Yeah. I mean, no one to drop, I mean. And then I also went through and looked at the rosters for the XFL teams. Yeah, who we got? <clears throat> uh, one name jumps out that you'll know from your favorite college team. Wait, what position? Quarterback. Cardell Jones? Yeah. Yes! He 12 gauge, baby! DC Defenders. <laughs> okay. So what they did is. That'll they, be my first jersey. They assigned <laughs> eight quarterbacks first. And then they did a draft. Is that and that's the same? Is that the had that happened a while ago, didn't it? Or was that the same way that the AAF worked? Is that what I'm thinking of? Maybe so. Because the AAF, I I thought did the exact same thing where they had the quarterbacks assigned it's to possible. make sure each team had one. It's possible. And then they did like a skill position draft, a line yeah. draft, a defensive line draft, etc. So the draft took place over two days. Um, two hundred and forty players were selected on day one. Uh, rosters were selected from a pool of more than one thousand players. I think you and I were in that pool too. When, <laughs> when did the, when did that draft happen? I don't know. This came out in October, so probably before then. I'm guessing. Okay, so that actually must be what I was thinking yeah. of. Was when then was that? Because so, I thought that's an interesting way to do it. Because you don't want in a in an upstart like this, every team has to have a quarterback who's uh-huh. at least semi functional. Because so didn't they have like Christian Hackenberg as one of the quarterbacks? I think that was the AF. So now I am blending them. Okay. okay. So here's some some players that may stand out. The number one pick was wide receiver Rashard Davis. He was the number one pick. Okay. Out of James Madison. Sure. Um, Donnell Pumphrey running back may ring a bell. Oh, yeah, from uh, San Diego State. Yeah. Yeah. Well played, sir. Thank you. Um, Let's see. He got drafted by the Eagles. Their kicker is Matt Elam. Matt Elam of the Broncos back in the day? Yep. Wow. For the Houston- wait, wait. Matt Elam. I'm thinking Jason Elam. Yeah, so Matt Elam maybe is his kid. I don't know. <laughs> so Houston Roughnecks, their quarterback is Philip Walker. I don't know who that is. Out of Temple. Okay. Their second quarterback is Connor Cook. Okay. Michigan- Connor Cook out of Michigan State. Michigan sure, State. sure, sure. Yep. And then uh, you don't know anybody there. You probably don't know any of those defensive players. Uh, Coney Ely, does that name ring a bell at no. all? Defensive end? It doesn't. All right. The New York Guardians quarterback, Matt McGloin. 
Ah, oh, Matt McGloin. Good times. Uh-huh. Um, Marquise Williams, quarterback out of North Carolina. He's also there. Okay. Uh, let's see. Scrolling down, scrolling down, scrolling down, scrolling down. For the Dallas Renegades, Landry Jones. Landry Jones, uh, former backup to Ben Roethlisberger, yeah. eh? Okay. And Tommy Lee Lewis, you may know. From uh, the Saints. Yes. Okay. Correct. He went to Northern Illinois. Okay, okay. They also have a tackle named Willie Beavers. That's of course new, they uh, do. New favorite name right there. He's damn good. He is. See what I did there? That's, That's pretty, pretty good. good. That's, That's pretty, pretty good. good. That was not a swear word. Beaversville Dams. Right, 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 right. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, okay. Uh, for the Tampa Bay Vipers, uh, Aaron Murray quarterback out of Georgia. Nothing. Murray, okay. Nothing. No. Nothing there. Okay. For the St. Louis Battlehawks, their quarterback is Jordan Ta'amu. Nope. Out of Ole Miss. Their running back, Christine Michelle. Okay. Christine Michael. Whatever. Yeah. Michael Michelle, potato potato. Yeah, so he can be mediocre somewhere else now. Yeah. Okay. In the XFL. He's already done it so many places in the NFL. Let's keep it going. He's pretty good at being mediocre. Uh huh. In uh, Seattle, the Dragons, Brandon Silvers out of Troy is their quarterback. Okay. You may know their tight end, Jay Samaro. Jay Samaro of the New York Jets. Welcome to the XFL. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah. Mm. yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, we're getting down there. Uh, Los Angeles Wildcats, Luis Perez is their quarterback. Okay. Out of Texas A&M Commerce. Very popular. They, sure. they turn out sure. those quarterbacks. Sure. You would know their uh, starting running back, Elijah Hood. Oh, Elijah Hood. Welcome to the XFL. Hello, hello. Elijah. There's my there's my first overall pick. Hood. Uh, <laughs> and there you have it. Those are the eight teams. Oh my gosh, that'll be the best draft ever. Yeah. There it's like, who do you... Who do you pick? There's just so many great players to choose from. Oh, my gear's are already turning. I got my strategy going right well, now. I don't even know who you're taking number one. Shh, stop. <laughs> the guy you pop the most for. 12 gauge. Obviously. <laughs> so there you go. A little, uh, little XFL action for you. Well, if that's not a good way to end the episode, I don't know what is. We need to get some kind of a Vince McMahon quote going. Some of the things he says. Do you smell a not Vince McMahon. Oh, that's not Vince McMahon. But actually, The Rock, his dad passed. So that's... Oh. Yeah. I oh, saw that. Jeez, what a downer. Way to bring it down, huh? Goodness gracious. Rocky Maivia was his name. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm very sad about that. He's but a legend. I'm going to try to move on. Yeah. All right, predictions for this weekend? Uh, Cardale Jones throws for two touchdowns, runs for another one. No, this isn't. This is not D- 2015. DC beats Seattle. <laughs> so 24. <laughs> okay, all joke. All joking aside, 49ers Chiefs. Is that what we're thinking is yeah, going to end up happening? 49ers. All right. So, which I think would be a heck of a Super Bowl. Yeah. I agree. Um, if it's going to be the Packers, I only because I want to see him cry. And by him, I mean Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he would cry. No, that's right. He's pretty much a robot with no emotions. Yeah. I know a lot of Vikings, Bears, Lions fans that would cry. Probably some Packers fans. True. There would be tears of joy, though. (laughs) 
On that note, we're out of here. Short one tonight. Hope you enjoy it. Maybe more people will listen if it's not two plus hours. You but. know, when we first started this <laughs> and Molly saw that, she's like, two hours? You may need to cut that so people will listen. You know what uh, Zach's fiance Laura said after trivia tonight? What's that? When she when she she's we're walking out and she said, "Hey, football's almost over, which means you won't have to podcast anymore, and we could play Catan after <laughs> trivia on Wednesday nights." I said, "Oh, we podcast year round." She goes, "What?" I said, "We podcast year round." She goes, "What?" I said, "We podcast year round. We have too much to say." Yeah, there's stuff and things. She wasn't happy on. about it. Right. She wasn't happy about it. I don't blame her. Anyway, this has been Trips Right with Ralph and Dave. Sure has. Who are you? I'm Dave. Oh. You are? I'm Ralph. Yeah. And we will see you next week. Yeah, Please you will. keep listening. Write us a review. Give us a give us some some stars or bars or whatever it is that they, they rank us please, by. Please tell us tell, your thoughts on Tell your bachelor. friends. Give me your bachelor opinions. Who's, who's what do you think about one? Victoria F? Because she's clearly number one, and I hope she wins. I think Bunny is going to take it this year. There's no Bunny. All right, Dave. Nice there's fake out. A, there's always a Bunny. We'll see you next week. Good job, buddy. Later. Peace out.